everybody, and welcome to the episode 6 bonus episode of the Champions Cast here on ZeldaDungeon.net. I am Andy Spateri, as always, joined by my fellow co-hosts slash champions, Taylor Wells and Savannah Galt. How are you guys doing tonight? Doing pretty good. Well, that's that's just great. If you guys are tuning in, this is uh, this is a bonus episode released after episode six, where we talked all about RPGs. Uh, this episode is uh, strictly to make up for the fact that you know we missed last week, so it's our little uh, Easter present to everybody. Um, it's very late, so this is going to be a little bit of a looser show. So, you know, we were uh, we were kind of lazy. We didn't really think of any topics, so. We just did uh, the podcast equivalent of a clip show and just asked people for a bunch of questions. So that's what we have in store for you tonight. We hope that you enjoy, and we're going to get right into the madness and start answering a bunch of questions about The Legend of Zelda and life. Are you guys excited? Yes. (laughs) Ready to rock and roll. Let's get this show on the road then, shall we? Now, our first question from Zelda Dungeon's own gooey fame. Does Phantom Hourglass have some of the best items or what? You know, I could agree with that. I can, well, I could agree with the implementation of said items. I don't know if I would say it has the best items overall. I can't answer that one. I haven't actually played it. But did you watch at least part of Mossy's stream of it the other Yes, the other day? I did. Little so, bit, yeah. so base it off that then. I wouldn't say they were the best, but they're decent. A lot of them are pretty good, from what little I saw. But you know, um, the thing is, the, test. Uh, the thing is, is that uh, you know the the phrases "Phantom Hourglass" and "Best of Anything" go together like Final Fantasy VIII and Game of the Year. So, like, it, it I wouldn't say it's the best of anything. That's okay. It's it's average. You know, you can tap the screen and, and bash your hammer, and that's about it. And it is kind of neat that you can um, make squiggly lines and direct the boomerang. But, like, eh, I mean, what else after that is is, is noteworthy? I watched... Uh, how many hours of stream did we watch? I can't think of a single other item. Uh, we, we watched about six hours. And, I mean, for me, Phantom Hourglass, much like Final Fantasy IX, is just utterly forgettable. But that's just me. That is definitely just you, yes. That's absolutely right. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'd, I'd say that's a, that's a hard pass on uh, for me. And that doesn't even make sense, because most of the, the items in Phantom Hourglass are items that other games have had. It's just like the DS version of, uh, of using them, which, as a general rule of thumb, I hate the DS version of using them. Not even with... Of using anything, really. Not even, like, the boomerang controls? Because I got to admit, that is probably one of my... Okay, yeah, the... The boomerangs, the boomerang is neat, but yeah. uh, like everything else, I just hate moving around with the stylus. I think it's just like it's so bad. And I know that this isn't Phantom Hourglass, but then like you have that stupid thing in Spirit Tracks where you got to blow into the DS and. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, but I think you're going too outside the box here. Remember, Gooey's just asking about the items specifically in Phantom Hourglass, not necessarily like just regular movement controls and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I I think even then I'm I'm just like eh, 
That's a that's a solid eh for me. Yeah. I I would say other games have done done most interpretations of those items better. Although I would I would probably agree with with Mossy's in that the boomerang is probably the best best iteration of it is in Phantom Hourglass. Meh. All right, moving right along. The next question comes from Ewan Crombie, host of Zelda Dungeons, Zelda speedrunning series, Zelda Runners. He says, Champions Cast, does Canada really exist? Dot, 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 question mark. I think that still remains to be seen. I I agree. You know, I mean... Is it, isn't Canada supposed to be just that little backwards neighbor north of us? Yeah, they're all freaking weird, and they have, like, this weird love for maple syrup. Don't they just say, like, A in a boot all the time? Like, Yeah, that's, like, we the also live... they know. The ancient export. Canadians lived in igloos and were born from ice. Our founding fathers were uh, some, some lumberjacks, a couple moose, and the ice climbers. How many Canadians are we going to piss off with this? <laughs> Isn't Canada just an extension of Alaska? Um, that is where we started, yep. That, that's correct, you've heard correctly. Alright, alright. Just making uh, sure I got it, my facts it's, correct. It's kind of like the lost land of Atlantis. Like, we sunk into the ice, and am I really here? Or is this, is my voice just in your head? It, you know, what, nobody knows. Alright. Sav, we need to take nobody off Majora's knows. mask. <laughs> right. The next question from Princess Nikki. Hey guys, who is your favorite champion? Oh, me, of course. The champions cast me. Oh. <laughs> Andy's gone. Yeah. You're fired. I, I, I think uh I think they were looking for a, a more literal interpretation. Uh, so if we can surmise that they're asking what is our favorite champion from Breath of the Wild. Yep. A thousand Zelda Dungeon posters just cried out in anguish. They did. There go all our viewers. <laughs> um, Urbosa. I, you know what? I kind of go back and forth between Urbosa and Mifa. They, like, far and I away, like those two are, are... I like Urbosa because she has such a strong personality, and she's, like, strong and independent, and, you know, I just... I agree. Kind of a yeah, badass. I agree. And she's, I like, she's I like Mifa like for kind of the opposite reason, where she's, like, a little bit more tender, a little bit more understated. Mifa reminds me a lot of Saria, now that I think about it. You know what? Yeah, she totally does. I can yeah. totally see that, yeah. Same kind of personality. And that, everyone, is why Mifa is my favorite. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm surprised I never actually made that connection, but you're totally right. They totally have a lot of things in common. Yeah. It's like, now that I was thinking about it, I was like, oh, wait, they're kind of the same... They have a few differences. personality. few, yeah. Well, a few, yeah. But, yeah. But the, all in all. It's definitely... I, I feel it's definitely a callback. Yeah. So in the uh, in the Cave of Trials Zelda Mania feature going on right now, um, here goes Andy opening the can of worms. We have two undefeated wars. champions, Mifa and Midna, and they're fighting against each other. And uh, Mifa has officially. 
beaten her and people were just going crazy in the comment section like like fanatical midna fans were just like i'm never coming back to the site this is bullshit <laughs> yeah uh i re- mifa is a fish for god's sakes i read through that comment list uh yesterday and the day before and uh, let's just say that I respect everyone's opinions, but damn, was that that was a fun read. <laughs> uh, let me just say that Midna sucks, and I would vote for Mifa every single time over Midna. She's annoying, yeah. she is whiny, she is undeserving of all of the praise that she gets, her supposed character. It just becomes worse the more it develops, so go Mifa. I'm glad you beat Midna. Heal Spateri out. Yeah, if if Andy and I and I were in the same room right now, we'd both be uh, giving each other a high five. And that happens like very rarely. Exactly. Like when when you can get Andy and I to agree on something, it must be the right right decision. All right. Next question, also from Gooey Fame YouTube coordinator slash really nice guy from Zelda Dungeon. Who is your? Oh God, that's not the right question. Do you oh, here here's the right question. <laughs> what do you prefer? The Legend of Zelda Oracle of Seasons or Oracle of Ages and why? Ooh, you want to take that one? I, Seth? This one's pretty this one's pretty clear cut for me. What about you, Seth? Um I was pretty young when I played these and honestly, I think it was Oracle of Seasons. Um because I liked being able to change the seasons etc and just some of the gameplay of it overall i liked better but it's been a long time so i mean to be fair sav i was also quite young when oracle came out in fact i remember the oracle games when they came out because i was going to a diabetic camp uh, at the time, hmm. called Camp Conrad Chinook, if anyone was curious about that. It's a fun camp in California for diabetics. I don't know if it still goes on. But anyway, uh, the game came out around then. I would, was playing it on the bus rides that you'd have to take from like the city to the to the mountain area where it was at. And like I played the crap out of Oracle of Seasons, and I was doing a linked game, so I had to play Oracle of Ages. But for whatever reason... I don't know. I think I played Oracle of Seasons more, so I I tend to like it more. Um, yeah, I think that's how it is for me, too. But I also think time travel was just done better in Ocarina of Time than it was in Oracle of Ages. So, like, uh, based off of an individual game, Oracle of Seasons, I feel, is better. But from a linked standpoint, Oracle of Ages, I think, has more of an effect on the ultimate story. I'm quite surprised, actually, because I'm going to make it a solid 3 for 3 for Seasons, which surprises me because Aegis finished a couple spots higher in our uh, Best Zelda Ever list. But I think it was but, only um, us three voting for Seasons to be higher. <laughs> that might that might very well be true. So my reason is, is kind of a combination of your of you guys. So, like, A, I thought that time travel was, was cool, but it was just, like, uh, it was kind of hard not to think of it like a poor man's Ocarina of Time. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas, like, it, it had already been done. And then, B, like Savannah said, like, 
I don't know. I just thought that it was like really cool that you could change the seasons and it would have different impacts on the puzzles and stuff like that. And like mushrooms would only sprout out in the fall and then um, pathways would be, or ramps would be created in the winter because of all the snow. And so like, I thought like it was simple, but I thought that it was, um, it was cool. It was like, it's like a neat little way to set it apart. Yeah, I think so. It had and it had those cool little um I don't even know what you'd call them, like little blobby people in the underworld in seasons. Oh, yeah, 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 the Subrosians or Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 those guys. Oh, man, I forgot about them. The f- yeah, they were cool. I think the other cool thing too was the fact that um it was like like they had kind of somewhat unique tile sets for each season as well. So like with with Oracle of Ages you go to different times and it kinda looks different, but in Oracle seasons like there were like between spring and winter or, you know, spring and fall or summer, you know, there were it was not just different colors like how vibrant it was, but some of the tile sets were also pretty unique, uh, depending on what season yeah. you were in. I think it made better use of the Game Boy Color. Um, it made better use of that platform at the time. Uh, but, I, like, I also really like Ages. So, I think that they're, uh, like, like super underrated in terms of Zelda games. Maybe not as yeah. underrated as Minish Cap, which is the best 2D Zelda game. But uh, pretty underrated nonetheless. Alright, next question. From... At Stylemaster Plus. Who has the best hair out of the three of you? Savannah, hands down. <laughs> Aw, I was going to say me too, to be honest, though. <laughs> see, I was going to say, I mean, A, you don't ever really see my hair because I'm usually wearing a toque. It's true. Because I live in Canada. Um, so I've seen some pictures of Taylor on Facebook where he has, like, frosted tips, that you know that you that you would have back in the day when you were thirteen in junior high, except he's like twenty seven years old, and but he has frosted tips, so like you know that <laughs> hair I think takes it for me. But if he if his hair uh, is just regular hold old on. brown, then hold on, I do not have frosted tips. I had I had bleached my hair for a couple of years straight uh, for cosplay reasons, and so like. <laughs> Those photos are old because most of the characters I've cosplayed now, I either use wigs for or I can use my natural hair for it. Which, by the way, originally was actually blonde until I was about 13 or 14 when it went brown for some reason. But, uh, yeah. Buddy, I, I, I saw your frosted tips. You, you have frosted tips. I'm pulling up the picture right now. It... Now, are we, for me, are we talking my short hair or are we talking long hair? We're talking about any hair, hair because, like, honestly, like, okay. let's be real. Sav's hair is the bomb. Um, I, I definitely liked the whole, uh, like, poison ivy thing that you had going on for a while there, Sav. I loved my hair like that. I yeah. miss it so much. I was, like, looking so, at some of the pictures. The so why pictures, cut it short, like, then? Dang it. I am one of those people where I get really bored with my hair, and I can't dye it any crazy colors because you know where i work and stuff so i was like no just chop it and so i decided to just one day i was like you know i'm kind of bored plus i think i'd just gone through a breakup and i was like yeah whatever we're gonna chop it so i just chopped it short and then i kind of like a 
like a midlife crisis almost. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Not to imply that your life is half <laughs> over, but... Uh, Not by a long uh, well, shot. Well, it's true, though. <laughs> now, before we move on to the next question, I want you to look at your Facebook, Savannah, and, and tell me that those aren't frosted tips. That's ble- that's my hair uh, when it was bleached. On... on <laughs> um, wait... And that is that is an old ass photo too. (laughs) That that photo is from six years ago. ago, Yeah, and yeah, that was along to our next question. That was after bleaching. That was not that was not frosted tips. I was gonna say okay at first. Whatever you say. At first glance, it definitely looks like frosted tips, but when you actually look at it, it's it's just grow out. (laughs) But (laughs) yeah, I. I guarantee you every single listener we had has shut the show off by this point, so let's just keep going right on. Hopefully we can win some of them back. <laughs> this is from Matt Penderberg, or Peterberg, I'm sorry. What is your favorite Zelda game to 100% slash speedrun slash three-heart challenge slash other stuff? Are we answering all of those categories or only one? I, I think that you can answer whatever pertains to you. How about that? All right. Um, I would say, I would say favorite game to 100% would be Ocarina of Time. My favorite, my favorite game to speed run right now is Majora's Mask. If only because, it's only because Majora's Mask is the only game I'm currently speed running for specific certain reasons. So, like... I, it's the only one I can do, but honestly, I, I am actually really enjoying it and really enjoy learning how to do it while still remaining like glitchless and skipless. So that's that's really fun. Three heart challenge. Uh, I haven't done any of the three heart challenge. I would say I would say Breath of the Wild because it's the hardest one for me to three heart challenge. I'm not really into like challenges in Zelda to be to be honest with you guys. Um, I did the three heart challenge in Ocarina of Time, I think once, and that wasn't like super hard or whatever because I've played it more times than I can remember. So I guess that would be my answer for that. Hundred um, percent would be Ocarina of Time. I've generally, I don't know. I like if if you don't count Korok seeds, I might say Breath of the Wild though because I love just roaming around and getting all the shrines and doing all the side quests. So that might be my answer. But I I drew the line at uh, at going and finding all of the Korok seeds because I was like, no, it's like, I got too many, I got too much other stuff to do. No mention of Skyward Sword, though? Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's like my favorite game to 100%. I, I beat it to completion, but like, when I think of Skyward Sword, I think of a really good story and I think of a really good, um, like narrative. Okay. So I, I, I don't necessarily think of that as like the game where I'm just like, I can't wait to go explore all the nooks and crannies and, and find everything. I, I, you know what? I'd probably say Breath of the Wild if I can count out the Koroxies. Yeah. Speed running. Uh, I'm not a speed runner. I, I don't speed run. I'm gonna start to practice my uh, my moves pretty soon for the marathon. But even then, I won't be doing anything like I won't be doing skips, glitches, anything like that. I'll just be playing really fast. What about you, Sav? Speed run wise. Well, all of the above. Oh. <laughs> right. Um, favorite to, hmm, favorite to speedrun, I don't really speedrun, but would be Majora's Mask. Um, 
and then oh my god what were the questions i'm sorry so speed run 100 <laughs> percent three heart challenge slash other specific challenges okay um i wish that you could see my face right now so <laughs> i'm sure um 100 would probably be my like andy said minus the curl coral seeds breath of the wild just because there's so many different places to explore although it is kind of tied with ocarina of time uh speed run would be majora's mask and neither for the three heart because i have not done that hmm. okay i haven't even thought about next that, question comes from new uh new original content editor cat vadim which zelda game had the best storyline to you and which one had the best character development that's an easy one because the answer to both is skyward sword Interesting. Sav, what do you think? I I don't even think there's any competition, to be honest. I would say Skyward Sword, except I haven't played it. But from the clips I've seen and everything, and some of the gameplay, Skyward Sword probably would be pretty darn good. Although I think the character development in Breath of the Wild for some characters was pretty good, like for Zelda, Princess Zelda and like the champions and stuff. I thought it was really good. I'll, I would give you Princess Zelda. I wouldn't give you the champions. Really? Yeah, I agree. What was developed about them? Well, I mean, their personalities kind of thing, especially at least for the, for some of it. Not I mean, really, though. To, okay, but compared to, like, other Zelda games is kind of, uh, is kind of what I mean. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I it's <laughs> Comparatively, they're well-developed compared to, like, the guy that plays music in the you know, in the windmill, but like for other main oh, Zelda characters, eh. So, anyways, so I'm gonna hit you guys <laughs> with the odd man out on this question. Uh, if I if I'm speaking from nostalgia purposes, I'd say best storyline is Ocarina for me. But I'm gonna take my nostalgia cap off for a moment. I'm gonna say the best storyline and best character development is gonna be Majora's Mask for me because oh, yeah. just overall, like it was such a different take than we've had before. And even if Link himself didn't necessarily get a huge amount of like character growth or development, like every character almost every character you meet in Majora's Mask is developed and has some type of story that's relevant to what's going on and the fact that you get to explore all that you know in such a short game is was pretty 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 good for me see i kind of like majora's mask for kind of like the lack of development if that makes sense from its characters so like like skull kid is just such or majora's mask is just such an enigma it's like where did this guy come from like who is he like what um, I've made this comparison before, but he just reminds me of like the Joker from the Dark Knight. So that I think is is what speaks about the, that game's characters to me. Um, Storyline wise, I think Majora's Mask would be up there with Skyward Sword um, for sure. So the next question we have is from Thortok two thousand, who asks, "Big Thortok, yeah, big man on campus." What would it be like to play a Zelda game as Zelda and Link in the game, but you don't play as him? So, so Zelda is the Let main character. Let me tell you about this great Link RPG then... that I came up with. <laughs> Last episode. 
On the Champions Cast, Episode 6, all about RPGs, available on iTunes and SoundCloud.com. Uh, and Andy Terry proposed an RPG starring... What did I What did I say? S- I, did I say about Somebody named Zelda, I think? Yes, you left out Podbean. What is going I think. on? <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, so my, my proposal was that you would have a Final Fantasy XII-esque turn-based uh, RPG with... Zelda and the rest of the Seven Sages as your playable characters, and it would be a side story. Um, Link isn't even in the game. He's off fishing. Um, I thought that it would be awesome. The other two are kind of like, I don't know about that, Andy. But uh, it would be really cool, and I would buy the hell out of it. Seems legit. Um, Mm. I'd venture to say that... Honestly, I I feel like Zelda, the Zelda titles, despite having Zelda in the name of the game, is all about Link, and it's it it could definitely work, um, and I definitely think like Andy's idea would 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 be a fun way to explore it, um. But for the most part, I'm kind of like, I'm ambivalent towards it. I, I like the Zelda series the way it is. And I like, um, I just I just like the the Link as, as, as the main protagonist. I like the, the way the, the game is. I agree. You know, I don't, I mean, it's it would be kind of hard to differ away from that. But I definitely think that a game where Zelda is actually the protagonist would be pretty cool. I mean, I know I would definitely play it. I I think that the series is ready to have like that definitive spin-off game like the uh what's a good what's a good example here? Maybe like that that's not a good example either really. I was going to say maybe like the <laughs> Final Fantasy Tactics or the Super Mario RPG to the main series. But uh, Final Fantasy Tactics wouldn't work because every game has a new cast of characters and Mario RPG still plays Mario. But the the basic principle, it has that... It's ready to have that side game where it's a complete departure from the norm. And uh, I, I think that if you do that, almost like Hyrule Warriors was in a sense, but I think that if you do that, you can afford to to have like a new palette and a new cast of people. like Kind of like Rogue One to the Star Wars series. Where it, like it, yeah. it's the same, but it's different. You know, it's its own thing, and I think that Rogue One benefited from not having to cram in like, y- you know, a bunch of the Skywalkers and um, and kind of be bogged down by that different mythology. You know, if that I, makes you know sense. Who, you know who I want a side story though on Impa. Yeah, I think that'd be awesome. I want a side story game like on her. I th- I think that could like be really or the cool. history of the Sheikah, like yeah, like that. Mm-hmm. I'd play the hell yeah. out of that. That'd be awesome. I would just caution this tale because, like, just you gotta also think of kind of the blowback in a sense. Because if you think about it, like in the months leading up to Breath of the Wild, like there was wild speculation first about you know Link's gender. And then there was, you know, speculation about what what the game was going to be like and how it was going to play differently because of all that stuff. And then the game comes out, and they they did do quite a bit of a departure from, 
you know, the, your, your typical Zelda or your, your normal or average Zelda. And like and, and, responses and have been mixed. Behind... Okay. Not really. The yeah. responses have been mixed among like the most hardcore of Zelda fans. Like, I don't to know. the masses, Breath of the Wild is just this massive critical success. I mean, how many Game of the Year awards has it won? Yes, however, over like two hundred. Well, however, at the same time, when you at like when you ask a whole group of people, you know what you know what they liked about uh, what they liked about Breath of the Wild and what they didn't like, a lot of a lot of the common denominator tends to be around the fact that they didn't like like the lack of dungeons or the lack of certain like classic zelda stuff and what they did like was the open the open world elements or the exploring elements or you know sometimes a story or sometimes you know certain right. gameplay mechanics so even even taking what captain no fun here is telling us into account I would say that I'm just, you just playing devil's advocate. Clear. <laughs> I would just say that you make it explicitly clear that the game is like a side story. Like nobody complained about Hyrule Warriors when it came out because it is explicitly a side entry. It's it's not like a mainline entry into the series. Well, it's also non canon that with Zelda. Well, this this one'd have to be either. Who says that it has to be? Well, because the way you're described. Okay, so if we go with your idea of like a Zelda RPG. It's totally. I would say it's totally it's a game Super that fits Mario into RPG the canon. Canon in the Mario series. Um, that I don't know. I don't really follow the canon of Mario. See, see, that's a that's a timeline for another day. I think. <laughs> I play the Mario games. I don't. I don't play them for the canon storyline. <laughs> play them for jumping and and suiciding Yoshi into lava. We gotta we gotta move on here. I have one question for Savannah, and then one question for you, Taylor. Firstly, for Savannah from at Gary2375. Shout out to Gary out there, wherever you are. Savannah, are your ears really as pointy as they are in your Twitter picture? I wish. <laughs> I don't know, man. So Savannah's pretty elfy. <laughs> so that's that's a no? It is sadly a no. For now. For now. That's true. There are procedures you can get done, apparently, there to are. turn yourself into an elf. There are. Minus and the I immortality. Considered them. <laughs> yeah, right. That's okay. I'll 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 bypass that part. To Taylor from Hugh and Crombie again. Why is the Wind Waker the best Zelda game? Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> so <laughs> here's why Wind Waker is the best game ever. Because it's not. <laughs> Wind Waker is the absolute worst Zelda game ever. You heard it here first. Ever. <laughs> ever. I would rather play Triforce Heroes for 30 hours straight than play Wind Waker. You know what, Champions Cast fans? We're going to get to the bottom of this. We're going to have an episode dedicated to why Taylor, a.k.a. Captain No Fun hates the Wind Waker so much. And we're going to get to the bottom of it. We're going to find out what this game did to him to make him so bitter and turn out this way. It scarred me, man. I have Wind Waker PTSD. I think, think he should speedrun speed it for the marathon. No, no. Nobody wants that. I think he that. should slow run it for the marathon and enjoy it. Nobody <laughs> wants to see that, Andy. That's a good idea, too, Andy. <laughs> Everybody and nobody. From I'd pay to see that. From Mr. J. Wubble. Hey, Champions Cast, 
What is your favorite champion power? Is it Rivali's Gale or Bosa's Fury, Daruk's Protection, or Mifa's Grace? So I have a lightning fetish, so I'm going to say Urbosa's Fury, because being able to strike all of your foes down with lightning is incredibly satisfying. I agree with that one. I second that one. Uh, I don't know. Urbosa's Fury was cool, but I found it the least practical. I used it the least... Or Bosa's Fury? I protection used it a either. lot yeah. after I figured out how to use oh, it. Oh, I, I don't think I ever really used Daruk's protection. I think I think from the standpoint it of like... It kind of came in handy in the final battle. Yeah, kind of. I didn't. I don't remember using it in the final battle. Rivali's Gale was good because, you know, if you're ever stuck and you're running out of stamina, it can give you a boost. But I'd, I'd probably say Mipha's Grace. There were many times where I was in a pinch and, uh, you know, somebody somebody knocked me out and I forgot that I had Mipha's Grace on and I was like, oh, thank you. Thank God for Mipha. I think Mipha's Grace was, Grace was definitely the most useful. That That's true. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was almost cheap in a sense. Yeah, get out of jail but, free card. Uh, yeah, time. pretty much. Unless you died from something stupid previously. <laughs> I mean, it um, it certainly came in handy every time I was trying to fight them damn Lynels. Let's see. Alright, the next question, and this is going to be a doozy because I can't remember any of the names. But the next question comes from Mr. Skellen, which I have to assume is, is a play on words of skeleton, maybe? I don't know. But uh, Mr. Skellen asks, what is your favorite... And or the best shrine in Breath of the Wild. Hmm. Ooh, that's a hard one. Uh, I'd like. I have no idea, to be honest with you. There, I like. I can think of ones that I enjoyed and and couldn't tell you the oh, name of them or couldn't tell um, you. I liked the one. I can't remember what the name of it is, but it's like in the Bay Area, and you have to blow up all the different rocks to get for all the wind to come through correctly. Oh, okay. You have to not touch the land and get to a certain point, like yeah. a certain landing spot, and then the shrine will raise up. And I can't remember what that's called. And I really liked that one. So it I... took me a little bit to figure out, but I really liked it. So I have a question then, because what about the... Okay, you all know that island that you come across and where... Eventide Island. Yeah, yeah. where it's yes. a trial and they strip you of everything and then you have to like literally survive on your own. It's like Survivor. Yeah. Survivor's Quest or whatever. You know, I if that counts, I would say that. If it doesn't, I would go with probably literally fun. any of the combat trials just because I love testing out all the different stuff that I could do. Oh, I, I didn't like the combat trials. And the one, I'll tell you which ones I don't like for sure, and those are those bastard shrines where you got to rotate this the switch and, and <laughs> move oh it gyroscopically. Whoever those. decided to put that in was a real ass. I hate those. Um, shout outs to AGA Numa. I I think that if Eventide Island counted, I would probably say that. Uh, you know what? I just I like, hated I, I that can't... one at first. It took me a while to finally figure out, like, get the hang of it. And then after I got the hang of it, I really liked it. Uh, wait, but... but hold on. I think it does count too, though, because when you get to the island, you know, you you have the Sheikah monk saying, "Hey, welcome to this trial," and then you also get a spirit yeah. orb at the end, right? If I yeah, remember correctly, yeah, yeah. Then it counts. Then, then it totally counts. The totally counts. Um, I think that if it wasn't that, then it would probably be. 
Um, I it was like the big maze. There was one in Gerudo Desert, and there was one oh, just off the coast fun. of Hebra. Ooh, yeah. Where, like you you go in, and it's kind of like the Maze Runner, and like you got to find your way. I I don't know. I thought those were just like really those neat. Were pretty cool. I agree. Those were fun. Um, but like I don't know. Like when I when I think of like the actual insides of the shrines, like there were tons that I enjoyed, but like I I can't. I have a hard time picking out any one in particular. I, there was one that was included in the Champions Ballad, and it was... Uh, I saw a bunch of people were stumped on it, and it basically involved, like, you had to use... Um, you had to freeze a waterfall in order to, like, guide a ball that was falling down. Mm. Oh, yeah. And, like, yep. A bunch that of people were complaining about it, and I, I went in, and I had put one block down, and the thing fell, and it just, like, went right think... in. Like, the, the exact spot I put it, it went right in. So I was I just like, I oh, actually, sweet, and I felt cool. <laughs> I think I actually messaged everybody on, like, uh, the staff break room, and I was like, I'm stuck, please help. <laughs> Send help. So, yeah, like, I, I remember a few people did, and I was just like, really? I got it in, like, two seconds. Because I like, was, it was, like, really super easy. close. I was super close to it, but then I was just slightly off, so I was like, what am I missing here? But really, it was... I course, know, and it made me it made me feel really smart, because then I was just like, uh, then I was just like, oh, like, you know, I figured it out right away. Am I, I the only luck. one in here who first tried it? Ouch. Sorry, you guys. Got it on the first try? Yeah. Oh, yeah. To be fair, that shrine is probably one of a handful that I figured out pretty quickly. The rest of them, some of, some of them were were interesting where I was like, oh, it took me like a minute to go, oh, okay, yeah, I see what they, they wanted me to do here. And then um, others you, you figured out pretty quick. But that one was, that one was fairly um, simple. One of the ones I had a problem was with, it was one of like the very first ones after a while, I think. And you have to, like, shoot a flaming arrow at this, like, so there's this big, like, hovering block, whatever. And then there's, like, the, um... Is that the one where you have to move it gyroscopically to kind of move it around, too? Where you gotta Mm, shoot it with the arrows? Yes. Yeah, I think so. And then, like, if you move it a certain way, though, this freaking water will douse it again oh yeah i oh, remember my that, one. Yeah, I that, that one i that was totally annoying. googled that one i hated that i was like oh my gosh i cannot figure this out i didn't so google I it but it took me it. about 30 <laughs> to 45 minutes to to do it i think oh yeah that one was awful i think a lot of the more that. annoying um, annoying ones were the ones that required like a paraglider for some stuff because sometimes that just would not work oh, well God. for me like oh i love using champions ballad where you had the paraglider and you had to go through like uh little little ding dong swinging back and forth or whatever and yeah that was really cool that was fun i was i love the paraglider i just there were some troubles in in the shrine sometimes moving moving right along here and we're gonna segue from uh, about five minutes ago when taylor mentioned survivor and uh eventide island but if you three were the last three on the island in survivor hyrule edition and let's just say each of you has the deciding vote and has to vote the other one off the island. Who do you vote off the island before they then come back and decide who the winner is? Andy. Andy. Go to hell, both of you. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I caution you because I'm gonna. Why wouldn't Why wouldn't you vote? Okay, let's say that. Let's say that you're picking Savannah. 
Let's say that you're picking. Why wouldn't you vote Taylor off to put me and you in the final where more people are more likely to vote for you? Because I guarantee you I'm going to vote against whoever votes me <laughs> off. <laughs> but we both voted you off, so... Because if I well, vote I know, you but, off... So what I'm saying... No, because if I vote you off, no matter what happens, I win. I'm not voting for you over Savannah if you vote me off. You're crazy. <laughs> doesn't matter whether you vote for me or not. I still win. Well, no, you lose. Nope, I win. You're a loser if you don't win. You're a loser, Taylor. But I was responsible for your death. <laughs> and that's the most important thing. You know what? I would vote... Savannah, I'd vote you off. I'm sorry. Ouch. Why? Do you just guarantee well, don't my get me victory? Wrong. I don't really <laughs> I don't really like Taylor, but uh I just I just feel, what? you know I'm I, I feel like I feel like if it was me versus you, like you'd win for sure, whereas um <laughs> you know, Taylor is an unlikable guy, so I feel like it'd be more split. You know, when it came down to it, voting for me or Taylor the final two. So I, I would get rid of my toughest competition first. I'd be the first one first, voted so off in that case. Well, yeah, I'd like it. <laughs> you know, you vote off your toughest competition first. Oh, so, well, yeah, I mean. I oh, God. I wouldn't call you my toughest competition, See, but you were definitely that's, the that's objective. That's why Taylor so. is foolish, because he would then lose. No. Taylor doesn't understand how Survivor works. I understand how it works. You don't understand how my concept of winning works. You either win the whole thing or you're a loser. A loser. Either way, as long as Andy is voted off, I win. That's true. Next question comes from Ashley from Twitter. So, is there any chance that Navi might be in Breath of the Wild? Mm. Unless Master Koga ate her, I'm not <laughs> sure that there is. <laughs> wow. What a what a statement. <laughs> you know, I I have to agree with Andy here. Um, I I don't think she's in Breath of the Wild. I mean, we don't really know how long fairies live, I guess, and it's entirely possible that mm, Navi could be somewhere in Breath of the Wild. But I, I feel like you're gonna hear that. Hey, listen. Though. I I would have like enjoyed imagine... it. I would have loved it. Yeah. Navi. That would have been pretty cool. Navi, Especially unlike Wind Waker, is actually good. Is there a like a like a Navi island? Like there's a Tingle Island? Not that I remember, but Breath of the Wild is so big so. that it like it could be escaping my mind at I the know, moment. Right? Well, they have Makar Island and stuff like that, so. And they mention Saria in at least two locations. My dog is scratching at the door. Mom, let me well, tell him, tell him we have one question left, and then he can, he can come in. All right, our last question for this bonus episode of the Champions Cast comes from Cat Vadim. If you could punch any of the Zelda characters in the face, who would it be and why? Alternately, who would you be best friends with? Yeah, I'm going to get a lot of Revali, hate for I would punch. Oh, that's true. I could take the easy route. Rivali is definitely the obvious choice. Yeah, I feel like he's too if obvious we though. Going obvious. Uh, there's a few. 
I, I definitely punched that smug bastard, the running man, in Ocarina of Time. <laughs> the he postman? He thinks he's great because he can beat you by one second. But... <laughs> the postman, that's so good. Would you coincidentally then punch him again in Majora's Mask? Well, no, in Majora's Mask, he's a good guy. He's a postman. He's doing his duty until the end of days. In Ocarina of Time, he's just a prick. He's just like, oh, I beat you by one second. Oh, man. Whatever. What a choice. Um... Who would I be best friends with? Groose, for sure. Definitely Groose. I saw that coming. Right. So, my choice. We would set the Groose loose. I we, think yeah. Urbosa for, for me, sure. to be honest. Urbosa? That's to punch solid. or to, to like? To, to like, to be best friends with. Wait, then oh who gosh, would you punch besides the Molly? Like, like a Hyrule ant if you punched her. I wouldn't punch. <laughs> No, but no, so who would you punch besides Rivali then? Oh, besides Rivali? Yeah. Uh, I feel like I'm gonna get a lot of hate for this. In the very beginning of the game, it would be Zelda, to be honest. Damn! Wait, which Zelda though? Breath of the Wild. Yes. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, what? what? She's she's a one game and done person, ladies and gentlemen. All her picks, <laughs> same thing. So, I would punch Midna. See, I kind of like fair. Midna, though, to be honest. Yep, fair. I'm not going to lie. You, you can like her all I you like want. I sure. I would punch that Snaggletooth right out. Like, no. <laughs> I, I am not a Midna fan. So, after this episode, I will be the single most hated staffer of Zelda Dungeon. Right. If you weren't already. Right, exactly. So, um, just do my I, job. If here. I can pick a second person to punch in the face, yeah... Kaipora Gabora, I think for sure. Wow, bird violence! Way to go, AKA Andy. the owl, the owl in Legend of Zelda who defaults you to yes when asking you if you want to hear this. Again. <laughs> oh my god! Let me tell yes. you something, Gabora. <laughs> no, the bane of speedrunners everywhere. Seriously. Oh man, <laughs> Kapora has ruined he many a well. world record run. He he's like that guy who means well, and he just over-explains things and and keeps asking you where you want to go for dinner, even though you've picked a place already. And he's and he wants to make sure that all his options are covered. And you're just like, all right, man, like we've already decided, let's just go. Are you saying Kapora Gabor is you know, the mansplainer of the Zelda universe? Basically, that's totally what I was just thinking, to be honest. And like, I'm I'm kind of happy to see him by the time I get to the Spirit Temple, but then that goes away real quick once he starts talking to me, and, and I'm just like, okay, man, like. I like you from afar. Go away. You know? <laughs> I like looking at you. I don't like talking to you. So, yeah. Maybe I'd punch him in the shoulder. I don't know about the face. All right. Because, I mean, he he does, he means well. So, I, then I would say for, for light or be best friends with, Saria, hands down. Well... I think that just about does it for this episode of the Champions Cast, this bonus episode of the Champions Cast for the week of Easter. Thank you very much for tuning in, guys. Again, apologies that we didn't release a, uh, an Easter-themed episode last week, but we hope that this uh, bonus episode of us just answering a bunch of questions will make that up for you. So definitely be sure to tune in next week for a brand new episode of the Champions Cast coming on Friday. Um, be sure to like and subscribe to us. You can find us on iTunes and Podbean. Uh, we're always listening for 
for new new formats and new new ways that we can interact with our listeners. So if there is a platform that you are looking to find the Champions Cast on that we're not on, please let us know and we'll try our best to uh, make sure that it gets there. So that's it, everybody. I hope that you have a great night and we'll see you next week. Peace. Thank you for listening. <laughs>